It's now time for a very bonus eternal edition. No, I'm going to try that again. A, an, an eternally bonus edition of Game Pass or Pass. The podcast where we normally talk about games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to simply pass on by. But as I said, this is a little bit different. Through the demand, they demanded it. Both of you demand <laughs> all two years <laughs> that we talk about some new games and i decided that since we talked about doom 2016 and i'm a doom fanboy that on this bonus episode we are going to be talking about doom eternal does that mean we could do sonic races after this that's not new oh Oh, so you do new games now. Okay, the, the rules tend to, tend to uh, change when Doom's around. Good to know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's Doom. I mean, they change the rules, so therefore we get to change them. Get it? See what I did there? I don't. I'm, I'm looking for the rule book, and it's just not making any sense to me right now. Oh, my land. Anyways, before we get started, uh, this is a bonus episode, so you can, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Um, you can listen to our regular episodes where we play games on Game Pass, and we sort of put the library to the test <clears throat> along with some... Uh, we spin the wheel every now and then and play a random Game Pass game. So next week we'll be back with a normal episode, which would be Bleeding Edge. But we were asked to talk about some new stuff because they like the format of us focusing on just one game, and that game is going to be Doom Eternal. But as always, we got a little bit of housekeeping. This is developed by... Id Software, regularly priced at $59.99 with uh, two different editions available as well. A deluxe edition for $89.99, which comes with some skins, as well as the year one DLC pass. And then the big $199 edition, which comes with a... Uh, I can't remember what they called it now. a Not a foil, but a... Um, what are they? Like a silk screen? Is that the word? I'm, is that a thing? Uh, uh, what? Well, no. Well, it comes with other collectibles. One's an art book. One is like a, I swear it's called a silkscreen. Um, yeah, a steel book as well as a Doom Slayer replica helmet. I am looking at one right now. The helmet's kind of dope. I, I give you that. You know, I like, I now have two helmets. I have a Red Ranger helmet and a Doomy, uh, Doom Slayer helmet. And I, I have to say, like, I was thoroughly impressed with the quality of this thing. Like, I have the the Doom 2016 Collector's Edition, which came with the uh, Revenant statue, and it's nice, but it, it, I don't know, like, the quality on this thing for $200 plus the game, like, I was like, so really it only cost me, like, 120 for the helmet. I I would probably spend a lot more, you know, on something of this quality, so I was impressed with that, but yeah. Uh, this game is available on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. There is a Switch port in the works um, that got delayed because they said they needed needed some more time on it. I'll be very interested to see how that port turns out because what? Um, there is no cross-play. There is DLC coming for that first year. They talked about how they're going to be doing different master levels as well as uh, battle mode DLC and two campaign add-ons. And in the, in the realm of Xbox One X owners, it is Xbox One X enhanced with HDR support. Uh, has a dynamic resolution that scales up to 1800p and runs at 60 frames per second. But now that that's out of the way, it's time to talk about Doom Eternal. I'm talking about it. <clears throat> I I thought you were just going to go on your I don't know hour long Doom rant by yourself because I want to you love Doom um, so much. No, like, I, don't I know what I got to be here for really. It's 
man. I feel like after we, because we both finished this game, um, I guess at the, the, the beginning here, we are going to talk some spoilers. Um, the story in this game can't really be spoiled, if that makes any sense. Um, there's a couple things that we're going to talk about in terms of that, but we are going to talk about like the last level and stuff like that. Um, so if you're not wanting to know about that, I would just turn this off, honestly. So or and come back and visit us when you have uh, finished the game. So but no, like I feel like by the end of this game, man, like I put down my controller, my hands were killing me and I just sort of like took a deep breath and I was just like, that was something. Like, it's not very often when I finish a game, like, I have a sense of accomplishment that I did with this game, as well as just, like, looking back on the journey, it was just, like, it's something special. Like, like it, it truly is, especially in the FPS realm. Um, it's... It's the they, top of his class in, the, in, in this, in, in, in terms of being a first-person shooter. It's in its uh, own by, class. By, by far. Yeah, like, um, there, there's nothing like this. Doom Eternal, like... I love Doom 2016. I'm still amazed that that game exists, but I I didn't go on media blackout for Doom Eternal, but I only watched here and there. And I'd listen to some interviews and stuff, and when the developers and PR love to put, you know, buzzwords on stuff. And what Marty, not Marty Stratton, Hugo Martin liked to say was chess. It, it's a game of chess. And, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. But Doom Eternal is, like, in a, a different class on its own like this is straight up a character action game this is not just a first person shooter which is which is weird to think about that like the amount of mechanics and the amount of juggling and the amount of weapon like it's it's crazy how intricate the gameplay of this game truly is and i'm still sort of just like like thinking about it, I'm just like, how? Like, how did they pull this off? Because I don't get it. They throw a lot of new stuff in there, and each time you pick up a new ability, it tell it kind of walks you through a quick tutorial on the spot. And you'd think by the end of it, when you have like four different abilities and plus grenades, different grenades is like, well, this is gonna get real confusing real quick. And it's like it doesn't like at all like it all flows very well and that's and that's one of the major things i noticed about the experience which was phenomenal is from beginning to end this the game just flows it doesn't there's no slow down there's no stop there's no there's no moment where it's like all right i guess i gotta get through this part and then get back to the action it's like no we're just gonna put the the metal to the pedal and just go all the way and just never stop yeah and it's What's wild is that I think for the most part, they my biggest issue with 2016 was pacing. Um, Fix that the completely. Ga the, the, the game, not the year. Um, and like I, I really enjoyed that game, but I think the middle of it was a little rough. Um, I think I think it had sort of, you know, it, it, it wasn't a one trick pony, but you, you had discovered everything that you could do sort of by the middle. And they didn't do a great job of getting you to the end. Now, like the final portion of that game is very similar in this game in that it really comes together and that you have to use everything that you've been taught. But since this game has significantly more systems, it, it doesn't suffer from that pacing issue because it's very good at at keeping you engaged and always giving you something new. And then by the time you get to that last level, they are not messing around. They're basically saying, OK, we, we've taught you everything that you know. Now you've got to use it. And 
it's crazy to think about that in the first person shooter sense. Like I can't really think of any other game in the genre that has a flow like this that sort of starts you out as being sort of, you know, it's almost like an RPG in that you start out with very basic abilities, but by the end you are, you are no longer the same person. You know, you are a different character almost. And even though you, you still control the same way you are doing so many more things and juggling so many more plates that it just, it's wild. Um, and, and I guess to sort of, to, to build on that, I think a lot of the, um, I don't want to say the flash of this game, but they also do it in a way that just like the first game had the issue of, I don't want to say it's an issue, but it, it looked very similar from start to finish. You now you had like basically three sort of main, um, design templates now you had sort of the machinery and then you had sort of outside mars and then you had hell and this one literally every single level looks different and so i think that helped out a lot in keeping things fresh and that you didn't really know what you were getting into every single level every single I mean, level you were you were going to get something new it reminded it reminded me in, in, in some ways of like uh of, of do not do i'm sorry diablo 4 or three yeah three right uh diablo 3 where it's um each level is really different or looks aesthetically different and you end with that kind of well you near the end and it, it had and, and all of a sudden the, the scenery changes from very gritty very dark to very clean very white and i'm like i'm just having little flashbacks like that and on top of that i think what um keeps the games fresh and moving is the fact that they worked so hard at making the parts where you're not shooting fun because my biggest issue with the uh with, with doom 2016 was that in between the shooting they gave you these sort of platforming puzzles and these jumping puzzles and it just wasn't interesting enough and you just wanted to get back to the shooting whereas this time around the jumping puzzles is a lot better because they introduced a dash mechanic so all of a sudden I don't know if, if you listened to the uh, previous episode with Ori and the Will of Wisp. Like we have, it, there's, there's a dash feature where you can basically double jump and then dash. So now you have these intricate jumping puzzles and they're not dumbed down and not there just to waste your time. Like even, the, even those puzzles will, will test your skills. And, and I think, I, I still think that the, they are, I don't want to call them the weakest part of the game. Um, I still think that it's very clear that it is very good at shooting, but their, their puzzle aspect isn't quite as refined. So there were certain times where the jumping, I was just kind of like, all right, like, like this works and everything, but it's good in that the jumping is, is 10% of the game. If that you are still 90% of the time shooting things. And I think that was sort of a, a step up from doom 2016 and not that it was probably the same in terms of how much jumping and stuff that you did, but it was sort of in, again, sort of the middle of the game. They just sort of dumped it on you. Um, well, see, see what, I, what I like, what I love about it in this, in this particular game is the fact that that 10% jumping puzzles wasn't, it felt like to me, they were just teaching you how to, how to master staying in the air as much as possible because right. that's what right. kept me alive in most of these fights so like for me it's like i like i you don't stop moving just don't stop moving and you'll be 
okay. The second you stop moving in this game is when you start getting into trouble. And staying off the ground is one of the best ways to do it. If you can get yourself some rocket ammo, uh, some plasma rifle ammo, and just and just just lob down grenades, like you can stay in the air long enough, and you'll find yourself surviving surprisingly often and long. Yeah, and there's. And that, that kind of goes back to that character action thing I said. Like, you know, it's crazy to think about we're talking about Doom, which the original game didn't have jumping in any capacity. And now we're t- talking about it in the sense of, like, it's a integral part of the game. And you're 100% right. Like, the platforming is very good at at keeping you... Um, it, it's... Whereas in Doom 2016, it was there to sort of break things up. And here, like, it does that, but it's also, again, teaching you how to be better at the game it's teaching you what to look for it's teaching you what what you need to do in that sense which again like it just goes back to the design of the game it's just i just don't know how they did it like from start to finish it's just i don't i I don't want to say it's a masterpiece because i think there are flaws but it's extremely good and I, i think one reason again that i'm so surprised is because i just didn't expect it like i expected more doom 2016 but i did not expect this intricate first person shooter that that works kind of thing. And it's, I guess we should probably talk more about the shooting because we haven't really, I, I think it's just when you talk about doom, it's like, well, yeah, they're shooting, but the or any shooter for that matter, it's hard to talk right. about specifically just the shooting, but it's in, in doom eternal. Like they, they've introduced a system where basically every enemy sort of has a weakness and you don't have to use it, but you can use it to exploit it as if like the caco demon, for instance, is you if you shoot a grenade in its mouth, it's basically an instant kill. Um, if you you can shoot the cannons off of the mancubus and the revenants and the um, the the not the is it yeah the doom hunter he's basically on a sled and you can destroy the sled and you can also sort of damage his shield uh, or his um, I want to call it a shield because he doesn't have a shield but he has like a, a barrier kind of thing and so there's all these little things that they put into the shooting. And then when you combine that with the glory kill, chainsaw, and flame mechanics, so basically uh, by now you probably know it's got the rock, paper, scissors of if you need armor, you use the flame belch. If you need health, you use glory kill. If you need ammo, you use the chainsaw. So they even go as far as to sort of – they they keep feeding in the the lower-ranked monsters like the, the combat zombies and the imps and the prowler – not the prowler – um, the gargoyles, like those things are always kind of dynamically spawning in and out because they are sort of cannon fodder, but they're extremely important to stay alive because especially on the harder difficulties, like you said, if you stop moving, you're going to start taking damage. And the shield basically serves as a way to sort of, if they start, if you start taking health damage, you need to start paying attention right? and, exactly. and, and start coming up with a game plan whereas the shield is basically okay like the shield is like your first layer of defense okay i've got shield i'm good to go i can be on the offensive now and then as soon as that shield breaks or you start running low on shield if you can't get that flame belch out if you you need to start paying attention to your health that way you need to know if you should get in or get out kind of thing like it it, it's crazy to to be talking about like when we're talking about it's one thing but sort of seeing the game introduce that and start laying that foundation in the first couple levels like i wasn't quite sure what i was in for and and the first couple levels they're very good at just sort of giving you like you're basically playing doom 2016 like there's not a ton of of uh, what they call heavy monsters 
and there's a lot of just sort of cannon fodder and you're having a good time, but they're also very slowly introducing things like the prowlers and things like the, uh, the mancubus and the revenants and they do, they are significantly smarter and they're significantly more aggressive than they used to be. And so as you sort of start taking those hits and understanding that you have to keep moving, it's just, it just does such a good job of introducing why those three, you know, that, that rock, paper, scissors game is basically so important to the the overall flow of the game basically um again but while also doing that is and giving you a good level to play like you know doom has always been about uh exploration and 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 sort of finding your way to the end and in the modern era you know that that's kind of hard to do you don't really get games like that especially in the first person shooter genre of you know you can sort of go back and forth and sort of see things around the world that you can maybe access or, or, or want to access, et cetera. And they do a very good job of, of again, just kind of laying the foundation uh, of, of getting you used to what to look for and all those fun things. So, Yeah, a lot of good fun secrets and challenges, especially. Like the secrets I don't really care about, but there's, there's some secret keys and stuff you can find out throughout the maps to unlock doors to, and, uh, to, to unlock doors for other challenges and stuff because... If you did think the game's challenging enough, for some reason, you can challenge yourself even further. And they really embrace that aspect of the game. They really embrace the idea of if you want to just go through this game and tear things apart and kind of turn your brain off, you can do that and just have fun with it. But if you want to really challenge yourself and stress your knuckles out, then it's definitely a game for you. Because then it's like, like you said, the... Some of these enemies are very aggressive, and you can't really just sit on top of something and and hide from them because they will teleport, jump, spawn right on top of you. So you're always on the move. There's always something happening, and you're always on edge. And it's and it's it's phenomenal how they were able to just make something so chaotic, yet once you master it, once you get the groove. That chaos just kind of, it kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, and it's, I, I do want to touch on, on the difficulty um, briefly because uh, you played sort of on the, the normal and I played on ultraviolet and I, ha- I have dipped into Nightmare. Um, and it, uh, with, without like going into what the internet's saying about the game, what, what I find sort of interesting, and I, I could be an issue, I don't really know, Um and I say this with with sincerity is that like this game I don't think is going to hit the way Doom 2016 did in that I think it's going to create sort of a a hard line of people that really like it and people that really don't. Whereas Doom 2016, for the most part, you either liked it and or you thought you could understand why people liked it. Whereas this game. You know, from what I'm reading and people that I've talked to, it's just like they were sort of caught off guard as well. And that is the difficulty. The difficulty of this game is astronomically higher than Doom 2016 due to all of the intricate systems in play. And I was playing on Ultraviolet and, you know, I was dying quite a bit, um, especially at the Slayer Gates. The Slayer Gates are what you talked about, sort of the more challenging. Slayer Gates are basically like the hardest parts of the game. Um they sort of put you in a, a playground and they just start spawning in the, the hardest demons basically that you can get. Um, I was dying quite a bit. And, but you were telling me that on normal, you were sort of, you weren't walking through it, but you were not being killed constantly. No, because I think 
I think uh, the difficulty was also very well thought out because I think when you play on the normal difficulty, it's really more of a being a, uh, a can, can, you, can you say badass? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll throw the explicit tag on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it is Doom. Um, so like, so like that, that's really what the normal difficulty is for. And then if you want to challenge yourself, you just, you just bump that difficulty a little bit, and then it's like a whole new game. You're playing yeah. a whole new way, and it's uh, it's very interesting how they were able to do that, but not make it any way less fun. It's just a matter of, do you want to just go in and look like an action hero right off the bat, or do you want to really stretch yourself out? Right. And it's, it's what I find interesting is that because, you know, I, when 2016 came out, you know, I throw, when you play doom, if you're into doom, you play an ultra violence. That's what you do. Um, nightmare is kind of ridiculously hard on the original games. Cause it has like respawning enemies and faster enemies and they hit harder. Like night, most people play on ultra violence. Um, so, and I did the same thing with 2016, and I think if you're not ready for it, throwing this game in ultra violence because you have played the series before or you've known the series, I think there's a very good chance you will get owned so hard in this game that you're going to be like, what? I don't even understand what's happening. Like, I don't have enough ammo. I'm dying constantly. Like, this I is think, not a... Go ahead. I think that's, I think that's part, of the, I think part of the reason of that is um, the fact that the AI is different, like, which, right. is, I, which is great because... So many times you, you'll get a, especially in the first person shooter market, you'll get a sequel and the AI hasn't changed much at all. Uh, look at Destinies, for example. Um, Literally the same people. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, in this game, the AI has, has been tweaked, has been changed up a little bit. And on top of that, there are so many new mechanics that the game is forcing you to use. So it's like if you're not if you haven't familiar yourself with those mechanics the first time around, you jump in ultraviolet, like violent, you're going to, you might get punched in the face a little bit. Right, right. And I think and that's kind of where I think that some people that really liked Doom 2016 might jump into this game and they are not going to like it because they played Doom 2016 and even on Nightmare and Ultraviolence, it, it was sort of a power trip game. Um, there was a lot less mechanics and the Doom Slayer was sort of portrayed, and he is—he still is in this one as, as well as sort of this god. Um, but in Ultraviolence, you—you're not—you are not going to walk through this game in any capacity. You have to get good. And I—I—I've I, talked to somebody, and like the—the the get good argument for Dark Souls is something that I absolutely hate because, without going into super details, like. I don't think a lot of the the get good mentality works in Dark Souls because the mechanics of that game sometimes fight against you. Whereas I think in this game, the get good argument actually holds some water because I could see people saying that this game is bad because it sort of beats you down kind of thing. Um, and when you compare it to Doom 2016, they're like, look, they didn't build off of that game. Like, it's too different. It's blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. I think the get good argument actually works here. And that, that's just a long way of me saying that, like, I think that the difficulties being so drastically different, it, they should be commended for. I think it's something that the original Doom and Doom 2, I don't, not so much um, Doom 3 and stuff like that, but 
those games play drastically different on the harder difficulties, but they are they are very good about ramping up. And I think this game is very good at that as well. And it again, it, it sort of reminds me of like a character action game like Devil May Cry. Like if you if you go into Devil May Cry and you throw it on the hardest difficulty, you sort of know what to expect at this point because there's been what six games now, um, sort of setting the the pace of what you understand and. What's the first thing you do when when you beat Devil May Cry? You go back and beat it again on a harder difficulty because you've got that challenge. You've got those mechanics now in your brain and you understand how it works. And I have a feeling like the people that do click with this game, they're going to do the exact same thing. I didn't throw it on Nightmare right away just because I've got other games that we're trying to play and stuff like that. But I wanted to. Like, I immediately wanted to bump up the difficulty and be like, all right, I want to play this game at the hardest that it can. And I want to see how I do kind of thing. Because it just, it, it hits that, that, that stride of just things clicking and working so well that you just, you want to keep playing it. You want to keep being challenged because you want to, to sort of refine your skills and see how good you can get at the game kind of thing, which is again, like it's just crazy to me that we're talking about that in a first person shooter mentality, as well as doom. I just didn't like doom was one of my all time favorite franchise is my all time favorite franchise to begin with. I just did not expect this from a doom game and for them to do it so freaking well, like, it's astonishing. Those well, are the words that I'm going to use. Astonishing. Well, there are uh, some things about the difficulty I don't like, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, like, in, in, in that, and it's, it's, and it's a thing where it's like, on the one hand, I really um, respect them for trying to do this. But on the other hand, it's like, you, you didn't do, you didn't nail this one. So like part of the uh, the difficulty challenge here is the different kind of bosses you fight now. So the, the, the new enemies, of course, and some of them are just annoying as hell. Yeah, and I think yeah, some of the heavies are a little I don't want to say uninspired, but um, they the difficulty are... in them are too too gimmicky. Yeah, and it's they, like uh, yeah, it just takes you out of the flow of combat because now this specific kind of monster is on the field, and whereas you kind of are in this flow in a battle where like you're doing kind of what you do, this one monster shows up and it's like, okay, you have all my attention now. I have to focus on this one right. monster doing this one thing. It's like, it. Well, I mean, it, I think it just I takes mean, you out. Yeah, I think it's fair. Like, I think there's only one really bad enemy and that that's the marauder that's basically what we're talking about um and the marauder sort of what's also very strange i don't i don't say strange but it's just kind of strange that it that it is like the vernacular that they use is like mids and distance and and close like they straight up say keep this enemy at a distance keep this enemy at a mid keep this enemy close like those are like fighting game terms and it's just it's so strange that they do that but they specifically are like keep the mar- the marauder at mid range because if you're if he's too close he's going to use a shotgun and if he's too far he's going to use uh the axe which which why does he have an axe if it throws like i feel like those should be reversed <laughs> like he uses the gun up close but the axe at a distance maybe that's an inside joke i don't know um but he basically shoots waves at you kind of thing um and like you said, the first time he shows up, I think it works because it's just him. It's just him. Right. But then later when he doesn't show up too often, he is in the game, but he he is not 
you fight him what maybe four or five times i think and i um, remember each and every time <laughs> yeah so but no you're you're 100 right it's just like it's strange because when he shows up the first time you fight him it's a very open area and it's very easy i shouldn't say easy it, it's it's doable to keep him at mid, but then later when he shows up, sometimes if you're in an area, it's like, I don't know where mid would be because mm-hmm. there's a wall here. There's a wall here. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just like when he, when he, when, when he would get stuck on things and yeah. it's like, great, I don't have to worry about him for a while, but like, that's pretty much what I had to deal with. And like, and, and really just kind of the, the other ones weren't as annoying as him, but they were still, still it was still just annoying enough to be like oh this one's here okay now i have to do this one specific thing as opposed just to my repertoire of let me just blow everything up and have whichever way i want to so it's like i so on the one hand i appreciate them trying to uh or actually doing uh, uh introducing these new monsters and demons and having specific ways to kill them but that the ways to kill them were so specific that it messed up my flow of combat yeah i I think that's sort of the the double-edged sword when you have such an intricate system that if one little thing is off it it doesn't make it crumble but if there's enough of those small things it can make it crumble but i think it i think it's on the side of that those moments are so few that it doesn't quite um it doesn't it doesn't kill the experience by any means but I, I mean, the Marauder is really the only one that I really had an issue with. Um, the Tyrant, um, the Tyrant's a little strange just because it's literally just a bullet sponge. Um, that's kind of his thing is that he doesn't really have a weakness. It's, it's just, just, just go like, just, you got, you have to empty as many rounds as you possibly can into him. And it's going to take a long time because he, he takes a ton of damage kind of thing. Um, but he shows up very, very infrequently as well kind of thing. So I think they do a good job in at least keeping those things at a distance, but no, I definitely think that's an area that they could improve on in terms of the heavies and stuff like that. But I think they do their job for the most part, minus the Marauder. I think the Marauder is definitely the, uh, the odd one out kind of thing. So, yeah, but other than that, I want to say like I didn't like because any issues any issues I had with the with Doom twenty sixteen, they're essentially gone. I mean, like I mean, if I want to nick if I want to nitpick, I can say like the sound effects weren't my favorite thing, but like that's extreme nitpicking. I mean, like I think this is is a phenomenal game. Not this, there's like it's, it's one of those games where again, if they want. The developers had a few things on on the on the table they want to nail, and like they nailed most, if not all, of it. Um, it's uh, it's well, I I, it's, I do want to ask, like yeah, the some of the feedback that I've read, and I'm not bringing this up specifically just because like I don't agree with it. I'm just curious what you think. Some people are not clicking with the story, um, the way that they were with the first one, and I'm wait, there's a story. <laughs> Um, there is, and this, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, it does not matter guys. It's like the, the guy's uh, name, the name of the character is Doomslayer. It'd be like if you're playing Halo and the name, the Massachusetts name is Halo guy. Right. Like it doesn't matter. Like 
your, well, your job see, your job is to go to hell and murder things. Like, like I appreciate there being a story. I really do. And I, and um and it and it is not bad at all. And it doesn't get in the way at all. And I think that's all you have to do with a game like this, especially. Um if you if they really want to focus on a on, on, on this intricate plot and and really blow your mind with the, with with these amazing plot twists and character developments, then but by all means, but no one's going. I mean, I'm not going to care about any of that. I'm here to uh, blow things up. I Doom 2016. Um, the the story of that game to me was very. It was very cool and sort of on the nose. Um, and it was it was satirical in many ways. Like, you know, it's like you said, the guy's name is Doom Slayer. You know, he wakes up in a coffin <laughs> like like there, it's so ridiculous that it worked. But it also worked because of his his attitude of just like, you know, whenever Samuel Hayden was sort of just like, I need you to do this. And he basically gives him the finger and it's just like, no, I'm going to do it my way. Um, some of that is missing from this game. And but I also don't agree that it's. There is still stuff that he does. Like I guess again, we're talking spoilers. So like, there's a part where he's like, "All right, you need to go to Mars. We need to get to the core." So what does he do? He blows a hole in Mars, <laughs> then puts himself in the gun, and then shoots himself into the planet. Like that was funny. I like that part. Right. Like exactly. Like that's the stuff that I really enjoy. And I think some people are are sort of looking at the other things about how they've, they basically sort of tied this game back in. Now um, there is story in this game that, that connects this game to the old doom games. Um, they even on the doom 64 port from what I understand, I haven't finished it yet. I just finished the main campaign. So I'm on to the new levels, but supposedly there's like a, they have basically made doom 64, the prequel to doom 2016 now. So they have, they have tied everything together in that sense. And they, they spend a bit of time, you know, I should say at most like they spend a good five to 10 minutes sort of explaining how the doom guy became the doom slayer. And some people are saying like, it's confusing. I missed all of that. I'm not going to lie to you. I, but here's the thing. It's, it's not long. Like to me, it's, it's the exact same tone as doom 2016 in that it's ridiculous. And I think what some people are, are latching onto is that it's like, well, it takes itself too seriously now. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I never dis- took it. I disagree with that. One. Yeah. I, I never took it as it being serious. They were just giving you backstory and they're giving you in a way that is absolutely bananas, but it's not as, um, I think it's because that it's focusing on how the doom slayer became the doom slayer and not the doom slayer just being doom slayer. And I think that's where they're sort of, the disconnect is happening for people and that they just want to see the doom slayer being the doom slayer. They don't care how we got to it. Um, I disagree. I think it's interesting that they took the time to, to call back to those games and tie them in. But again, that's literally a total of like three to five minutes of the game. And I don't find the story getting in the way in any capacity. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think that, I think they screwed up the ending again. I don't say screwed up, but the ending just sort of happens the same way it sort of happens in the first one. I will agree that there's a time hop between the first game because the first game ended on a cliffhanger um, and they don't really talk about that. They sort of just throw you into to hell on earth. Um, but again, it's fine because that's not right. the point of the story. I, mean, I, like, feel like this, I feel like the whole point of the game is to uh, 
it's just hell on earth or you go to hell either way like hell is involved and you're blowing up the, the bigger the biggest demon at the end of the game i don't right uh, plot wise it's um is not bad is plot wise is not uh is not big enough to really be um fall either side of the fence of oh this is too it's so good or it's so bad it's just like it's it it moves the shooting along right. perfectly well like it doesn't do anything great plot wise and do anything terrible plot wise See, i don't think I, it I, needs to i would i i just sort of disagree with that in the tense in the sense of that i think if if you're like me and even though the story is not the point of doom you still the little story that they give you i think is good um it's not going to win any writing awards, but like it just it 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 gets it's getting to the point where it's so ridiculous that you can't help but like it. You know, it's almost like the Fast and the Furious movies. It's just like they started out as this most basic thing, and it's about cars. And what was Doom about? It was about shooting demons. And they've dropped these little plot points into the game, and now that they're all sort of connected, it's just like oh, okay, like that's. That's that's cute. Like that's neat. As a fan of this series, I enjoy that you did a callback to the original Doom. I enjoy that you see the original helmet from Doom Guy, and you see that he got a new helmet, and now he's the Doom Slayer. Like that's stupid. That's so stupid, but it's cool. Like no, I enjoy I, that. No, no, I, I I agree with that. Again, like it's not the story is not mind blowing, and it's not mind numbing. It's it's there, it's serviceable, and it's fine. And if you're in the Doom, there's a whole lot of stuff you can pick up from it. And if you're not right. in the Doom, you're going right. to just you're, you're you're going to watch it. Maybe even like that's that's the best thing about it. you can skip all the cutscenes. Right. Just get right back, get right back to the action. Just hold down R, well, whatever the button is for you. So it's like, I mean, honestly, that's, that's what I did after a while. I said, all right, like I get it. I'm the Doom Slayer, and I'm here to cause some doom all right he's gonna hold down r skip this cutscene, and just jump jump to the portal start shooting again like that's really right. what i came here to do so like yeah if you want if you're looking for if you're looking for plot this plot here but it's not there enough for it to fall on either side of the fence of it's terrible i can't play this game or it's phenomenal let's win some writing awards Right. And, you know, it to me, the 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 flip side of this and where people are calling it bad and all that stuff, it's just like this isn't Gears of War like that's bad. I'm a fan of Gears of War. That's I bad. love Gears of War. That's bad. But, that's that's a bad story. Right. Like bad, bad, bad. the writing. It, it's 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 so, mind numbingly bad. I can't right. take like it. it. It can be like it, but I, I can understand why people would get into it. I get into the gear story, but I would 100 percent know it's not a good story. Like it's absolutely bonkers. It it's a game about killing everything, and they want you to be emotional about it. <laughs> like, and, 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 to, and to your point, uh, when you play something like Gears, the cutscene is going to last you quite right. a bit. And on top of that, it's like they really want you to get to know these characters. It's like, and again, to your point, like, again, this guy named Doom Slayer, as opposed to Doom Guy. And he, he's he is he once was the Doom guy, yeah, right? <laughs> but now he is the Doom Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> once, and once you know that, I think we know how to start we're in for it, guys. This is right. Let's just let it go. But no, I 
I just I, I did want to touch on that because I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I know I, I will say you know I, I don't to sort of put a cap on on the gameplay and sort of story thing. Um, I do think that the menus could be a little bit better. I think that there is kind of an overload of upgrade systems because um, there's a Praetor suit and then there's also the the crystals and then there's the weapon mods. So like there's a lot of systems on systems here. I think that could be cleaned up a little bit. Um, but I think they all do serve a very good purpose. And so I'm I'm on the side of that fence of where I think it could be better in terms of pre- presentation, but um, I, I like it. Um, but no, uh, I, from uh, that could be extended to the uh, main uh, um, selection screen as well. Like it's just kind of bland for Doom yeah. anyway. But I agree. I, I, I do enjoy the the Fortress of Doom. Um, that's sort of your. It's not a hub world. That's not the the right the right um, verb for, or noun for it, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's kind of neat that you know you he's got sort of this this bachelor pad basically um, that you can sort of walk around and unlock different skins and unlock other costumes and, and cool stuff like that. There's also the repertorium, which is most ridiculous name ever, but I love it. Um, And the music, the music is, uh, it's phenomenal. You know, it's Mick Gordon again. He's, it's just, everything came together on that side. And from a visual perspective and a presentation as well as sort of, the, we, we can both speak to sort of the quality of the game. Um, oh yeah, we got to talk about the performance. Um, yes. I, I, I played on Ultra everything. I, I didn't dip under 100 frames per second. Yeah, so I I am not fired up the PC version yet. I was, I'm playing on Xbox One X and uh, it's just, it's stupid. Like that game looks so good. Like it's the the optimization in this game is uh, uh, first class. Uh, someone yeah, needs, like, like everyone needs to they need to, they need to optimize all games on PC. Like honestly, like it is disgustingly good. Yeah, and it's I from what I'm reading. So because when when the when the uh, recommended and ultra specs came out, people were like, whoa! Like they recommend a 2080 um, for ultra for nightmare for ultra nightmare. Um, or is it just Nightmare? I don't remember. Whatever. The highest setting, whatever it's called, Nightmare, I think it is. Um, and it's like, oh, it's like a 2080 and a i9 and a, you know, 3800 or 37 uh, Ryzen. That's what I'm looking for. Ryzen 3700, 3800X. It's just like, dang. But then I'm I'm reading a lot of people are saying, like, I'm running a 1063 gig with a Ryzen 2400. And I'm getting 150 frames a second on high. <laughs> it's just like, wait, hang on. Wait, back up. Like, They're not wrong. They're right. Like, and like, it's. My system automatically did the. Uh, I think I think it automatically went to high for some reason. I'm like, and it was doing like 360 frames or something. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. All right, I, I could bump this up a bit, right? And sure enough, like it's it's the best performing PC game I've played. I want to say ever. Yeah, it's up there from what I'm reading. And and on the console side, um, I you know, uh, if you have an HDR display one of the best HDR presentations I've ever seen. And as something that's extremely important on for when a game supports HDR, it's great. But if you cannot fine tune it, if you cannot change the white, the paper white point and the detail brightness, like the fact that you're able to do that in this game shows that it was built with HDR from the ground up, but that's extremely important depending on your display because not all HDR displays are, are made uh, the same. And some have higher brightnesses and some have lower peak brightnesses. And so the fact that you can fine tune all that stuff, you can basically fine tune the HDR to exactly your the specifications that you want. 
and even stuff like color saturation and luminosity, all of that is is tweakable on that side. And when you combine that with the 60 frames on the consoles, it's just like even on the base Xbox one where things are a little bit blurry, it still looks and runs very, very smooth. And on the Xbox one X, it's just start to finish. Never had an issue. Um, never noticed a frame rate drop. Only thing I did notice was the HDR was phenomenal and the game looks amazing. So I'm excited to hop into that PC port because I don't have, I'm I'm still running a 1063 gig, but from what I'm reading online, that's more than enough. (laughs) I think it might be. Yeah, so like I, I do have a 144 hertz monitor, so I'm I'm interested to see how that game feels with that extra fluidity there. So, but phenomenal job on on that on on the 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 quality of the game in just terms of how well it's made kind of thing. So, and and there's a lot of things that Id Tech Seven does. Um, a couple things like if to not to get too into the weeds here, but I mean, mega textures are finally gone. So if you've ever followed the Id the Id engine. Uh, since Rage, basically, Mega Textures was sort of the thing, and it brought along with it a lot of neg- negative things, like uh, what's what I'm looking for, like texture details and and texture pop and stuff like that. It just the games always ran extremely smooth, but it was just like sometimes when switching weapons and loading areas, you could sort of see the detail pop, and things never looked as detailed as you want them to be, kind of thing. And that was just a holdover from the Mega Textures. Um, uh, aspect of that engine, but they have finally moved away from that with id Tech Seven, and it's a full-on just sort of. Um, I, it's not rebuilt from the ground up, but they have sort of removed all of those things that were sort of holding the engine back. It seems like, and again, you know, you were running at th- over 300 frames per second. It, it's it's dumb, <laughs> like like that shouldn't be possible on on a game that comes. Like usually, that's that's what happens when a game comes out and then they release. A new, you know, a new generation of graphics car. Like, oh, I'm gonna go back and play Max Payne in 4K and 600 frames per second because I can, kind of thing. Um, I fired up Max Payne 3 the other day at 4K at 150 frames per second to, you know, check out my new monitor. It's like, oh, this is awesome. I shouldn't be able to do that on a game that comes out immediately, kind of thing, and have it look this freaking good. So, so I think it's fair to say um, we like this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you end one of these, considering it's not on Game Pass, so it's not a pass or right, a pass right. uh, issue. It's just. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess I I should talk about Battle Mode. I'm assuming you haven't played Battle Mode. I don't think I need to. Um, so should I? I don't. I don't have an answer for you yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have. I only it? played it solo. Um, uh, and. That's important because if you're not familiar with battle mode, it is uh, 1v2, one Doomslayer versus two controlled uh, demons. and But that's those are not the only demons. So it's basically like playing one of the Slayer Gates, but a bigger arena, and two of the demons have sort of special abilities and they're human control. But there are there are other demons. The, the Slayer plays exactly like you want him to. You're chainsawing enemies, you're belching, you're, you're glory killing to get your health back. So that aspect of it is very interesting. But I've only played as the Slayer so far. And the balance seems like it's mostly there. But I think there's being a couple of things that are being abused. The pain elemental seems to be sort of the... I, I almost always go against the pain elemental because... It's a little too easy to get out of um, a super shotgun meat hook range. And so 
there's just there's a lot of things going on in this multiplayer mode, and I think they need to fine tune some of it. But I have not played as the demon yet, so I can't I can't really comment on it. Um, but I think it's cool. I I don't know if it's going to be enough to sort of elongate the life of that game. Um, if they keep fine tuning it, maybe it could because I think there is enough there to sort of occupy people. But it is missing a lot of those things that you kind of expect from modern shooter online games like there is a progression system but it's very basic you know it's to get different poses it's to get different skins but there is no um the carrot on the stick is not it's not that enticing i don't know i think they i feel like they've been trying uh these past couple times to add something to the game multiplayer wise and make it have some legs longer longer down the longer down the line here but uh and it been i mean i don't think it needs to like, One, you don't need to. Right. Two, just just make it co-op. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, just, yeah. just 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 make it just make it co-op. Like just add a different. Just yeah, just add more demons, uh, more heavies, and make a co-op game. Yeah, and I um I don't know if you saw, but they do have a master level section. Um, so I mean, we we touched on it briefly, but that last level is nuts. Um. <laughs> Just the the enemy density and the demon density and the amount of, you know, heavies and stuff like that. Like, it's nuts in, in a good way, in my opinion. Um, but so they are going to be doing master levels, which are basically the 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 campaign levels sort of retooled with with that in mind of chaos kind of nuts. thing. That's yeah. going to be so nuts. There are two of them out right now. You got one of them if you pre-ordered and one of them is just sort of out. But they have said that they're going to be releasing those for free for the most part. Um, so that that could be a good way to sort of keep people back and to keep them in the game. But they are going to be doing DLC as well um, for some campaign missions and stuff like that. But there's rumors that you might not play as the Doom Slayer. I think that would be a mistake. Um, yeah, but again, oh, it's a first-person shooter. No one's going to care. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, if you're still doing what you're doing, that's yeah, fine. that's what I'm but, saying. Like... Yeah, but yeah, I, we'll see. But again, those are just rumors, so... But no, from the entire package, from the multiplayer standpoint, I, I don't think it'd be fair to not talk about it at all. Um, I think it's... I actually like Doom 2016's multiplayer. I think a lot of people were too hard on it. Um, I, I don't. I think it had trouble standing out in a crowd where first-person shooters are the king right now kind of thing. Um, but I don't think it was bad the way people wanted to call it bad. Uh, but I will say it was not... You know, it was not... It wasn't the reason to get the game by any means. Um, I think battle mode is way more interesting than that multiplayer was, but I just I don't think it's going to give the game the legs that. Again, like we said, frankly, it doesn't need it. Like I am perfectly content with what I have played in this game so far. Just give me more master levels and give me more campaign stuff. That's all I really want from these games. So, but yeah, um, there you go. But Doom Eternal. So if it was on Game Pass. I would say, um, play it, idiot. <laughs> like, but 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 it's not. So why are you even right. recording this? This is I don't know. Yeah, it's out of control. I don't know. So, but no, I think that's gonna do it. Um, I think it's fair to say that we are very very high in this game. Uh, like, I don't want to oversell it, but it, it's a it's it's a crazy game. Like, in in all the right ways. I, it's a character action first person shooter. And not only does it do something different in that capacity, but like it's a very, very good first-person shooter character action game, which it's just nuts. Like, 
as a Doom fan, I, I'm I'm still sort of in shock that they were able to integrate this this whole new sort of it's not a new genre, but it's just I don't know what to call it. Like I nothing, mean, you nothing, are kind of overselling it. it. Is a first person shooter. I mean, right? But but there, no other game plays like it in any capacity. True enough, but it's still a first person shooter. Right. I mean, like as it isn't. I don't think it has them. I mean, if it wants to bump you out to like a like this is like a like a whole like mini cart mode like a mario kart mode then yeah the, the, let's talk about genre baking ideas here but it's like it's you're not shooting stuff the best way possible <laughs> sure <laughs> well that's probably a debate for a different time um i remember what i was talking about before that but as a doom fan extremely extremely good um there's and there's a pretty good chance this will hit game pass at some point the original game was on game pass so there you go so if it ever does hit game pass there you go um, I will say also briefly that the Doom 64 port is very, very good. Um, you got that for free if you pre-ordered. And it's solid. Very, very solid. 60 frames per second. Uh, there's a whole new set of missions in there. I think it's six or seven, maybe eight levels in there that does sort of tie into Doom Eternal from what I played. The new levels are pretty good. Um, I think Doom 64 is extremely underrated in the terms of uh, ranking the Doom games if you had to sort of put them on a hierarchy, which you can check out on our YouTube page at Playtested uh, for a ranking of the Doom games. But uh, so that that's very, very good. And it's only if you did not pre-order the game, it's only five bucks to pick it up. So I think it's more than worth the five dollars. Very, very good game. So um, you can email us at gpopfans at gmail.com if you want to talk about Doom or talk about other Game Pass games. In terms of looking towards the future, our next game has been decided because Microsoft released a game today. Oh, that's right. I got that downloaded and installed called bleeding edge this is the new game from ninja theory yes the makers of hellblade and uh what's that game called what's that uh, heavenly sword was that was that them yeah and uh that dmc devil may cry remake which i will it's, forever it's not as bad as people want it to be and that's, the gameplay is great everything that's what else I'm saying. is right exactly <laughs> so, yeah we'll see but uh, so we're going to be talking about that game. But this is a new sort of uh, take on this. This is a character. Um, I want to say class based. Uh, it's it's a hero. Sh- it's a hero shooter basically. Uh, f- so it's a third person hero shooter from what I've read. Now, this is one of those instances where usually when we pick a game on Game Pass or we talk about a game, one of us has played it. But this is an instance I think we both are going in completely blind. Um, other than our random rolls, this is going to be pretty new for us. So. We're going to play that, and we're going to talk about that next week. So when we will we see. When we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Um, Since we're just talking about anything and everything now. I mean, it made over $306 million at the box office. Second highest grossing movie of the year. Well, it, that's that's easy when every other movie Whoa, is Whoa, okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Let's downplay the speedster Look. himself. All I'm saying is if Bond wouldn't have been pushed, it would have beat it in like two weeks. I doubt it. And as well as fast saga. <laughs> fast maybe because they're pretty fast, but Okay, but first off, can we talk fast saga? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call it? That's what Just it's called. called. It's called Fast Saga. That's the name of all of them. Like they call it No, the that's the saga. name of the ninth movie. What are you talking about? What are you the ninth movie there? is called Fast Saga. No, it's called Fast and Furious 9. No, it's not. It's called... It, I don't get it. This, this podcast is over. It's over, yes. Uh, 
current times, everyone be safe out there. Play more video games. It's a perfect time to do it. Catch up on your backlog. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Game or this bonus episode of Game Pass or Pass. We will see you next time with Bleeding Edge. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Good days.